Howdy do buckaroos. Hello and welcome to the after show with Mike and Kelly. I am co-hosting with Mike tonight. I'm Kelly. Um, we're, we're recording much later at night than we normally do. And so, so, much, so um, much later. So, so, so much later <laughs> at night. It's crazy. This could get weird. Yeah. Um, so uh, with me tonight is Mike. Hi, Mike. How are things? Uh, things are good, Kelly. How are you? I'm in your time zone, California. I'm in it. Which uh, is kind of weird. It's weird. It happens at least once I'm a year. And uh, yes. this, this is the week that is happening. It, it is Today is uh, October 5th. So it is dream. Mm-hmm. It is Dreamforce time. I am in San Francisco, which is why I sound like I am uh, talking through a paper bag uh, underwater. <laughs> um, and I mean, there are two reasons that I sound like that. Number one is uh, I am using my headset mic, which I would never ever do. I have far too much respect for our listeners um, to do that to them. But circumstances being what they are, uh, this is what we had to do. And the other, uh, we'll just have to be extra interesting to make up for the fact that our audio quality is not up to our usual standards. We're going to sibilance, sibilance. We're going to make sure that everybody can hear us very clearly. Um, <laughs> and the other, and the other reason, the other reason I sound like um, gravel uh, soaked through a coffee filter and uh, dumped at the bottom of a fish tank is that it is Dreamforce, and I, for the past two days, have been talking all the damn time. Um, yes. Yes, as is the way of things. So I'm I'm quite hoarse and and ragged at this point. And tomorrow morning I have uh, two more mm-hmm. hours of talking to people and at people. Um, so I you know I self medicated this evening uh, with yes. uh, with tequila as one does. And uh, we'll, disinfectionary. We'll, it's disinfectionary. It is. It is antiseptic. Uh, so we'll see how that how that goes. But uh, but it's other. Important. Other than that, I am well. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Um, it's funny that you that you mentioned being uh, n- not necessarily not in your time zone uh, in early October, but not home this in true. early October. Because um, we may as well just jump into it. This is uh, the time of year when I end up thinking of you because... Likewise. Uh, five years ago yesterday... Five years ago today? Uh, I, five years ago today. Five years ago today, I mean. Yeah. Sorry. It's that late. Um, yeah, it's almost five, yesterday. <laughs> almost yesterday, but not quite. Um, five years ago today, uh, Dave Kalo of Tua and Homework and uh, 52 Tiger fame, uh, he and I were your faithful sidekicks at a conference. True enough. And we were all really excited to be there. And, uh, of course, Dave and Mike and I all know each other from the unofficial Apple weblog. May it rest in peace. Um, so we were, we were uh, working at this event. We were applying all of our iOS knowledge. And we got to see the iPhone 4S uh, grand debut. Yes. I believe while we were there, we were sort of watching all of that happen remotely and discussing the possibilities. And, and I remember at the time telling you guys how excited I was about the new phone because um, I'm a very – I'm a, an emotional, sentimental kind of a person. I'm a, I'm a, don't tell anybody, but I'm kind of a softie. And <laughs> Your secret and, is safe with me and our five okay. listeners. And, and all five of them. Yes. Hi, Chris Fuller. Um, so um, I remember sitting there with you guys and we were talking about how we had the technology 
to monitor the event and see the event and and you know we wanted to know how Steve was doing because we knew he wasn't there there was an empty chair an an empty seat in the front row at the event and we were we sort of felt like we were getting a glimpse into the future of Apple because Tim was up there running the show Mm-hmm. And and he'd done it before, but um, he was like officially interim CEO. Now he had sort of taken the reins at other events, and and Steve had made an appearance. This was the first time we really saw Tim do the whole thing front to back. We had no idea. Yeah, we and know. we talked about we talked about it and how exciting it was, and how we all had the capability because we had this thing that fit in our pocket, the iPhone four, to. Um, monitor the event to see what was going on to keep track of all the different news inputs that we had at that moment while all of us were sitting in a hotel in Florida. And then we were getting excited because there was supposed to be like this big event that night and we were all going to go to Universal and check out the Harry Potter park, which hadn't been open very long, five years ago. And none of us had been, uh, Dave hadn't even read the books. So, (laughs) Um, <laughs> I remember, I remember trying to explain to him, um, you don't know this yet, but the, but what you're seeing right here is really amazing. Yes. And when, when you get to a point in your life where you're reading this with, with one of your children or something, think back on this and try to record all of this in your brain because you have no idea because I'm, I, I was super into the books, saw the movies and everything. I was so pumped that, that we were going to get to go. And so right before we're about to leave, you're running a presentation Yes. A huge presentation in, in, in front keynote, of everyone there. In, in keynote. Hundreds of people. Yeah. Yes. It was, it was a keynote presentation. So we were we had yes. gone from doing this big big project involving hundreds of iOS devices used in a way they had we had never used them before. Uh, and we were finishing up the the week or the four days with a big keynote presentation. Mm-hmm. So it was it was Apple enabled, uh, Apple software, Apple hardware, Apple technology all the way. And, you know, all of us knew that we were there because this was, this experience was powered by, uh, by iOS devices and by Macs and by, and by Apple software. Right. And, and the fact that we knew each other, the fact that you had exactly the two right people to call to spend the time at this event and help you out, um, Mm-hmm. You know, I think like like that was part of it, too. And I remember us sort of talking about that because there were uh, a few other people there that were not part of like the two crew. So so you knew them through, you know, like like all the rest of the team, like sort of had assembled through other means, you know, and, and this group of Avengers was all <laughs> yeah. from AOL tech. Yes. And and I remember really feeling an appreciation for that in that moment because we were all there in the same place, not just on IRC hanging out together. And then we get to the end of the thing and like, it's very exciting. Everyone who's there is all like, yay. And they're pumped up because they all just found out that they're going to the Harry Potter park at universal. Mm -hmm. And then Dave's phone and my phone rang at the exact same time. And we both walked outside, walked out of the room, out of the ballroom there. And we each had somebody telling us exactly the same sentence at the same time. And we just looked at each other and we knew exactly what the other person was hearing at that moment because it was what we were hearing. And so I remember sitting there and looking at Dave and Dave looking at me and I was talking to uh, Mr. Kelly. And as he told me, he said, I don't know if you know, I said, we, we don't really have any information about 
anything today. Like we had to try, you know, to get information yesterday. And I, I don't know any news if that's what you're asking about. Like what happened? And he said, Steve Jobs passed away. And I just, I felt like I could feel the color drain out of my face. I looked at Dave. I could tell the look on Dave's face was that he was getting the same news that I was getting at that moment. And I remember Dave, um, I remember we, we both hang, hung up. We were both like, um, I, I have to go. I, I, have some, I have other stuff I need to be doing right now. I have to go. And I remember Dave looking at me and saying, I need to be in the newsroom, mm -hmm. meaning IRC, to coordinate everything. He said, I need to be in the newsroom. And I said, I have Colloquy on my phone, which is an IRC client you can put on, you could put on your, your iPhone 3G in the olden days. And I handed him my phone. I didn't even think about it, you know, and this was in the olden days before Touch ID. Um, I didn't even think. I just handed him my phone and then I walked back in and I was apparently a disaster because you looked at me and you were sort of alarmed, like at my well-being at that moment. Uh, and. And, and I'll tell you what's interesting is that I, I don't consciously recall registering alarm at your expression um, because I was <laughs> because I had just, again, we had literally just finished this huge awards presentation and everything had gone smoothly. And I was so relieved and so mm -hmm. just so, so much tension drained from me after this week, this stressful agonizing long hours and sort of high wire act of a week and I'm like oh yeah good thank goodness we're finally done and I turned and saw you and before I could say anything and obviously I guess obviously some concern over your expression <laughs> registered yeah. but I don't consciously remember being concerned about your expression um but you said Steve died because well, you, you looked at me and you said what I think you you said something like what's wrong or what's up or something and I like remember. I didn't know any other way to tell you that except to tell you that yeah it was very weird yeah and then I remember Rich asking are you okay and then I told him and he gave me a hug <laughs> yeah and that was when I was like I'll be okay that for some reason that was that was exactly what needed to happen. And so we sat and like every, and then we had to get on a bus. We had to get on a bus. These very excited people to Universal. And it was the, one of the weirdest hours of my life was waiting to get on the bus, getting on the bus, sitting with you guys, you know, listening to all of this jubilance as the four of us are like super mope. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and we're and we were on we were on Twitter on our phones, on the bus on the way to yeah. Universal, see just starting to absorb the response and the, and the outpouring yeah. of reaction from people from people we knew from people who had spent their careers working yeah. in this world from people who had had gotten their start their professional start their personal start in life based on the work and the, the creations of, of the company that Steve Jobs built. And, yeah. and it was, it was a radically, um, it was a radically dissonant experience. <laughs> it, it be, That's exactly it, what it was. And, and it was, it was, it was, as you describe, it was the strangest 
strangest feeling and the strangest experience to be amidst this excitement and the people excited to be going someplace. And and I can speak only for my internal state, but I imagine this is this is not far off from what you guys were feeling as well. Just like like in the pit of your stomach, feeling like something had gone, feeling like something was missing, and not absolutely, and not being able to like feeling almost nauseated at like mm-hmm. trying to be connected to the experience that was immediate and that was around us in the real world and also feeling this incredible um sense of loss and remoteness and you know and and yeah, isolation it was, oh it was, it was weird. so so hard Very it was weird. It really really was and so that, and that, it really was and i remember feeling like now what yeah. we all kind of knew that this was that that we all knew steve's days were numbered yes like whatever you know whatever that was we didn't know that number was was as low as it was at the time but we knew yeah and so which is which is in fact it was sort the, of which is in fact the lead of the remembrance i wrote that night and the next day literally the first yeah. words are we knew um and i will link that in the show notes but but yeah we yeah. did we and did we knew it was coming yeah the remembrance i put together at the airport on my way home from this trip <laughs> in two different airports um and I remember doing that and I remember sitting there and, and feeling, you know, how I felt and, and, you know, and it was sort of that, I don't know, like we all knew something had changed and I think this was just sort of the, the moment we had to admit it because, you know, Tim had been interim before, but they weren't really calling him interim anymore. Mm-hmm. And you know, we kind of had this feeling and, and, you know, just the, I don't even really know how to describe it, but it was that thing that nobody wanted to talk about and now we didn't have a choice. And it, it, it just, right. you know, everyone was sort of uncomfortable. And the thing that I remember is that um, Twitterific, this is such a, a weird specific thing to remember, but Twitterific had a dark theme. Uh, it's had it's had a, a dark option, you know, forever. And I remember having already having it set to dark mode, so it was all black, you know, mm-hmm. black background with white text for everybody on Twitter. And as we were on the bus on the way to Universal, I remember every time I would refresh that I couldn't keep track of who was who because everyone had changed their user picture. Their avatar, that's to right. That, their avatar to that picture of Steve, to the apple with, with Steve in the bite. And I remember it. It was so funny to me to have this amazing computer in my pocket that had gone, you know, all the color had gone out of it. And I, that's a thing that I really remember as we were on the bus. Um, it was it was very weird, but I felt like if there was any place I had to be, that's exactly where it needed to be. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like, um, you know, at at my day job doing something else or at home by myself, you know, working on some other project and, and, and finding this out and not having anybody who could really appreciate what I was going through in the vicinity. And that was one of the things that I, that, that always will, will always, you know, strike me about that moment is like, I was exactly in the right place for that. And for me, the weirdest thing about that was all the amazingness of basically Siri to me, from the day before 
and going from from one day, literally one day, to, to the, the next, next day it was very very odd. Yeah, and it, and it and yeah. it, it tells you sort of the both the the ephemeral the ephemeral nature of of a lot of our experiences and the 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 transience of it, but also that it is possible to go from uh, excitement and elation and enthusiasm and forward-looking and and being ex, being ecstatic for what's coming next and within you know the next within 24 hours to be completely dejected and and unable to look forward unable to be to anticipate joy or anticipate excitement um and and we you know us us lucky few uh got to do that <laughs> by then going to an amusement park that an amusement park that was uh to be clear had been reserved for our personal use <laughs> it's yeah and this is this is in and of itself you know that alone on a normal day is one of the weirder experiences that is possible for a person to have when you show it up really is. with 700 people or 1000 people to a park that is designed to hold 25 or 50,000 people at a time. Yeah. And you walk through it and it's like you, there's no lines. You just walk up to the the Hogwarts, you know, Hogwarts journey or you walk up to the Double Dragon mm. or uh you know Yeah, like it wasn't waiting in line. It was we don't want to run the ride until we have like 10 people on it. Yeah. So give us a minute while more people show up. Yeah. That and, was a very and different walking thing. around and, and you know free butter beer and and by the way the butter beer made me horribly sick uh, it just did not sit well with me at all um, but it's a lot of sugar it really was but but that the surreality of that kind of experience and again something where you're the childlike glee and you know oh my god this is so awesome this is a, like our private mm -hmm. amusement park. I mean, yeah. if you haven't had that, you know, that fantasy experience, if you haven't had the fantasy of having that experience, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, because I certainly did many times. <laughs> uh, and then it happened, but it happened on at a moment and on a day when I was fundamentally overcome by grief. And that I didn't, yeah. I didn't know what to do with myself. I did not know... I could not simul well, I guess I could simultaneously have a good time, but I couldn't yeah. appreciate the good time I was having because part of my part of my brain, part of my part of my heart was just not in it. Um mm -hmm. and this is this is like, you know, tiny violins playing in an incredible first world world problem to have. Completely get that. I'm not but I'm not saying people It was people, so I, surreal. Yeah, I, we're not asking, I guess what I'm saying is we're not asking people to feel sorry for us for having this experience. We're just trying to no, 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 no. 5 years later articulate in some way how incredibly freaking weird this was. It was and, so weird. It was so weird. And I got to go in we went into the the wand shop and did the whole thing with the wand shop and yep, the picnic. Yeah, Olivanders, yep. And Thought I would like, you know, I bought that sweater and I still every once in a while, like I'll go to put it on. I'm like, not today. Nope. Sometimes I can wear it and sometimes I can't. It's very I have a very weird relationship with that sweater. Yeah. Um, it's 
it was very weird. Now, having said that, I don't think any of I don't think anyone at their most optimistic after the 4S launch in the window between the 4S launch and and the next day. I don't think any one of those people came anywhere close to predicting what Apple would become or the size it would be or the force in the world that it would be or any of those things. You know, we all knew like people like the iPhone, you know, iPhone four was a nice size. Everybody had a hundred of those cables. Um, you know, it was great. And then, so they took that phone and they made it more awesome because the camera was better and Siri, which I'll be honest, I have a special place in my heart for Siri because even with as low a female voice as I have, I still don't have a voice that most voice recognition systems, even today, can understand more than about 50% of the time. And that's being generous. And I live in the Northwest. I'm an American person. I don't have a really thick accent in in any way. I don't sound deeply Southern. I don't sound like I'm from Boston. I don't have... Vaguely Canadian, you know, flat vowels or anything like that. You know, I'm not that close to the border or anything like that. So, by, by the I way, have, like, vaguely, the least... vaguely Canadian vowels is my bare naked ladies cover band. Just wanted to put that out there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too bad because it was. It used to be the name of my Moxie Fruvis cover band. Oh, very nice. Now. But nobody has a Moxie uh, Fruvis cover band anymore because it's just awkward. Anyway. <laughs> Because of, because, of, the... because of John Gomeshi. And, uh, and anyway, moving on. I'm telling you I was the king of Spain. Um, anyway, so uh, I was always really frustrated by those systems. And about the time Siri came along was about the time that uh, automated attendance started showing up on people's, on companies, 800 numbers. Mm. And, and none of them ever understood me. And so I have to spend forever or I have to try to talk even lower and that doesn't help. And I have to, you know, wait an extra long time for it to start giving me the numbers I can push instead because the, the automated attendant can never hear me. So when I heard Siri, I was sort of, I was like, yeah, this might be neat. And then I started seeing the reports from people who were saying, um, you know, I, I told it what to do. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm I, it totally recognized me and I'm female and, and I never had that experience. That's too much to hope for. I just I, I, I just don't think so. And Siri gets me about 90 percent of the time. It might be higher um, every once in a while. The, the thing is, when she's wrong, she is so spectac- spectacularly wrong. She really is. <laughs> That it's that it's it's almost impressive in its wrongness, and so with the thing about Siri is I use Siri all the time now. Um, I I have an Apple Watch, so I use it on my watch constantly, and I use it in the car, and I use it on the Apple TV, and you know there was no Apple TV, you know, long enough ago for that to have been anything appreciable, and these are the kind of things that that you know, have evolved over time. So to me, Siri is always going to be awesome. And I apologize to all of my friends with accents. Um, I asked someone one time if the foreign versions of Siri were any better. 
you know, because at, at first they were they were pretty rubbish and they sort of I thought they had improved. And I asked somebody one time, well, like, how does it work for you now? And the reply that I got back was this YouTube video that's a sketch about uh, two Scotsmen who walk into an elevator and the elevator's voice activated. And hilarity ensues. <laughs> so they were like, it's about this effective. And then I got this video of these two guys trying to run an elevator that can't and they can't go anywhere. And so for me, like, I'm always going to be excited about it, regardless of what capability they add. The fact that for me it works at all is really fantastic. Yeah. It's, it, it becomes a transformative technology when you couldn't use anything like it before and now it works for you. Mm. This is a fantastic yeah, and, and, and then to not even have to hit the button. Like, that's, you know, that's just one of those fundamental steps forward. You know, I can leave my phone charging on the end of the counter and I can be emptying dishes or whatever and, you know, I hear the text message sound go off and I can, I can ask to get my message read to me and then I can reply to that message and I don't have to stop washing dishes or making dinner or whatever it is I'm doing that keeps me from having my phone in my hand. It's great. I just want to, I mean, absolutely the, the, the things that have happened specifically around Siri and all the other features that have come along since the, since the iPhone 4S, my gosh, that's a long time ago, five years. Is it possible? Um, (laughs) are amazing. I want to, I I look at it from the perspective of having literally this past week just bought the first iPhone that I bought for myself in uh-huh. you know ever having not having had had them purchased by work since since they were since the three G since forever since forever um, and having bought a seven uh, from uh-huh. from our friend Lori Duncan uh, at Max Samurai. Hi Lori. Hi Lori. Um, and now like, you know, investing, investing myself once again in these devices, in this platform and thinking, wow, look at, look at how far this has come. This is insane. This can read my fingerprints. This can pay for things. I mean, Mm. not only can it pay for things, it pays for things faster than the next generation credit card reading technology. It's like five times. Not just faster, like. More yeah, reliably. like dramatically faster. <laughs> um, yeah, reliably and dramatically faster and dramatically more secure. It has a, for a pressure-sensitive, you know, multi-force-touch screen. It has a camera that is putting my SLR out of business. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's ridiculous. It's just insane. And we, we certainly could have seen the trajectory five years ago. But mm-hmm. the fact that this is this company is still executing the way it does, the fact that it's still crushing it the way it does, um, and the mm-hmm. fact that for all and I, and I have to just mention one other, one other thing from that from that experience five years ago is that as I think Kelly mentioned, the hotel we were staying at and the, and the event was at Disney World, um, and of course Steve Jobs and now Lorraine Powell Jobs, uh, huge largest individual stakeholders in Disney uh, through the Pixar acquisition. So mm-hmm. we had, as a group, uh, walked down to um, Disney's Boardwalk, which is a, across the <laughs> Lagoon from Epcot. And the morning, okay. the morning before, or the day before when we had walked down, 
Um, there is in front of the Atlantic Dance Hall for anyone who's been there. It's, this is on the on the ramp down from the, the the Dolphin and Swan hotels to the boardwalk. You pass the Atlantic Dance Hall on one side and Jelly Rolls on the other. And in front of the Atlantic Dance Hall, there are three. If memory serves, there are three flagpoles. Uh, it may just be one. Mm-hmm. No, I think there's three. Um, and the day before, October 4th, uh, in the evening when we went out to dinner, all three flags were flying at full mast. And the mm-hmm. next morning, when we walked down, it was Dave who pointed, who pointed at the flagpoles and said, look, they're at half yeah. mast. I so remember that. I have to find that photograph. Um, yeah. But but it was it was yet another reminder of the impact and the the wide ranging impact of this uh, of this person's life. Um, meanwhile, you look back at all of the all of the controversies. Antenna gate, don't hold it that way. Removing the floppy drive, <laughs> removing the floppy drive from the Mac, removing you know adding taking away ADB and going USB. The puck mouse. Oh yeah. Um, the iPhone itself, the you know the no keyboard phone, uh, the and, iMac getting rid of the tower, that that big blue gumdrop. Yep, the the Bondi blue iMac, and you know all of the all of the things that people pointed at and said, oh look, this is a a horrible controversy or a big misstep for Apple. Some of them legitimate problems, you know. Some of them some of them less so, blown out of proportion. So, but here I am today at this at this exact moment looking at an Engadget story of not, not just a Samsung Note 7, but an actual replacement post-recall mm-hmm. new battery Samsung Note 7 that on a Southwest Airlines flight began spontaneously emitting smoke yes, and burned through the plane's carpet. And so, mm-hmm. you know... Yeah, this is horrible for Samsung. This is a bad situation. But can you even imagine? Can you even imagine the Apple rousing? When, like, when power well, adapters did burst into <laughs> flames, people went nuts. And this is... This to is this like, day, I call it the hibachi. I do some love, but I never call it a 5300. It's the PowerBook hibachi. <laughs> the Weber book. And I don't even want to admit how long ago that was. Um, let's start with the fact that it was an Apple laptop called a PowerBook, and y- y'all can do the math. Yeah, um, there you go. The thing is, and that's the thing that I've wondered about, because for people who are sort of casually paying attention to Samsung... They had what they thought were like a batch of of bad batteries in some sevens. And they said, bring them in and we'll return them and it's not a big deal. And so uh, they they were like, oh, we had like this temporary issue. We think we've got it nailed down. So bring your phone in. Now, to be fair, it did get to the point where they said, turn them off immediately mm-hmm. and bring them in. Don't don't yeah, keep using don't them. For them. Low, for, yeah, for Pete's sake, don't charge them. So they brought them in, exchanged them, and this is one of the exchanged phones. So the issue that they thought they had resolved is clearly unresolved. And I still have yet to hear the D word applied to Samsung. Yeah. Because say what you will about the the PowerBook Hibachi. Like, it never burned up a Jeep. It never melted airport airplane carpet. Um... All of these things that happened to all of these people, which are terrible things, and I'm not trying to make light of the fact that there was a legitimate issue and that something happened and that this is 
a problem that needs to be addressed. Like, to be fair, like, I want people to be safe. I want people to be happy. If you want to use Android, that's fine. I don't care. I'm very live and let live. But I feel like there's a fundamental problem here that is sort of being not... Maybe it just didn't get addressed properly. Maybe they were in the name of expediency. You know, something else has gone on. And just in time, that's that's the thing that I think of is, you know, luckily I don't, at least as far as I've heard, nobody has died from any of this. It's just been unbelievably inconvenient for some people. Mm-hmm. And, and I still haven't heard the word doomed. I mean, nope. if this was Apple, there'd be a class action lawsuit in like every state right now. Yeah. Like all of them. Yeah, and, and, and nobody nobody is saying well no one's saying Samsung is doomed because Samsung is a you know very diversified industrial conglomerate. That's true. The, despite they the make fact, washing machines and refrigerators and all these other things too. They make chips. I mean they make they make the they make the, the chips that go into a lot of successful pro, pro, projects and products, including in some cases the iPhone. Um, mm-hmm. so they're not they're not going anywhere. But but this is the this is the difference between the per, the public perception of Apple and the public perception of any other company. The public perception of Apple is that, you know, for whatever reason, for whatever historical out of what whatever historical accident, because there were times, legitimately, there were times in the history of this company, where it was, you know, five steps ahead of the wrecking ball, and it was oh. a, you know, a matter of. Microsoft of of all five of all is enemies. generous. Yeah. yeah, three steps ahead of the wrecking ball. You could feel it on the back of the hairs on the back of your neck. Um, mm-hmm. And there was a point in time, if not for a cash infusion and and stock purchase by Microsoft, the company would mm-hmm. have would have not been would have not been viable. Would not have been around. So there there was a low point, absolutely, maybe more than one. Right. But right. But this is not that. This is a different. No animal wildly different animal um yeah and so i think that i think it is interesting that you point that out that we do not hear the doomed uh samsung is doomed no literally no one has said that until you and i said it just now i don't think anybody has said it <laughs> it has never been yeah, said i've before. not heard those two words next to each other in a sentence so. uh so is samsung doomed? Yeah. you heard it here first folks um <laughs> that it's not true that it's a thing uh it is you know it is getting horribly terribly late um here on it is on the so we need Coast. to we do need to move on to hellos at least at, at a minimum because i do need to make sure that we get those in so um diane who i i keep forgetting until she says hello later uh diane hello i'm so i'm i'm so glad that that i get feedback whenever you whenever we talk about stuff on the show i just am really <laughs> excited about that so yes and hi jonathan who is going to be very excited to hear this for two reasons. Number one, um, hi, because he always really likes when we say hello. And also because uh, I'm going to be seeing him again soon because he will be in town. Um, Because he is coming down at the end of the month to go to the Pet Shop Boys concert, which I am also going to. I'm super, 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 super excited because their new album is a really good album. And yeah. I could go on and on about the Pet Shop Boys. Um, they're still around and they're still making records. For those of you who are not Peter Cohen, who are playing along at home, uh, <laughs> I don't know who else knows that they're still doing it. Uh, but it's it's good stuff. 
and uh, they're coming back. Uh, they, they were in Portland three or four years ago and uh, they're coming back and I'm, I'm really pumped about that. So um, hi, Jonathan. Hi, Chris Fuller. Hi, Blazer fan Kelly. Kelly Coin, your friend and mine. <laughs> and hi I'm just claiming him because we tweet about the we tweet about the Trailblazers who wiped the floor with Utah in preseason the other night. It was terribly exciting. Preseason is crazy. The 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 Golden mm. State Warriors doubling up, practically doubling up on the Clippers. I was nuts. Um hi Geek at Geek Life Steve. Uh, and hi at hi Benjamin R, um, host of, host of the Greatest Generation podcast, which you guys should check out on the Maximum Fun Network. Um, and hi Brittany. And hi, Chris Filler, we already said. Hi, Brittany. And <laughs> hi, Brittany. And uh, also, couple couple of couple of notes of community interest. Number one, apologies for the audio quality of the show between bandwidth and the aforementioned microphone and the fact that we need to hustle it out. It's just, it, it, it's going to be what it is. So we apologize for that. Um, and also apologies for the lost, not quite lost, but certainly apparently lost, uh, Labor Day episode uh, recorded and then do as a combination of vacation schedules and people not getting their shit together um, not actually <laughs> released so we will release it as a follow up to this episode it will be completely out of cr- the, the chronology will be all screwed up <laughs> people will be having wikis and discussing the canonical chronology and they should have released the episodes in order and really blaming Fox for the fact that Firefly was cancelled and then we'll be completely, you know, onto another topic. But um, we, yes. will, we, will rest, we will restore the canonical chronology at some point. Um, you know, next time, maybe we'll talk about Westworld. Uh, maybe we'll talk about... Oh, yes, we will. Um, I have one thing that I want to in- introduct as a, a very happy news-making event. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I keep beating this drum. This is like, I think, the third podcast now I've mentioned it on. But I am so excited about this and I can't wait to, to share it with everybody. Um, and I know how this is going to sound, but bear with me. So I went to the store, like um, like a, a Target with groceries. I don't know if they're super Targets or if all Targets have groceries now or what. Um, so it's like a Target and with groceries. And we have them here in the Northwest. We call them Fred Meyer. And I went to Fred Meyer, I was buying groceries, whatever, and I was like, ooh, they have a new sign-up in the Star Wars toy section. Of course, I need to go investigate. So I went and I looked, and right there on the peg, on the wall, I found a Jin Erso action figure from Rogue One. The main character of Rogue One, who happens to be female, I was able to buy her action figure right now. And the movie's not even out yet. And this is terribly exciting to me, because even though it's been almost a year since the last movie was released and more than a year since the toys were released, I still can't get a Ray action figure, but I can get a Jin or so action figure. I just went to the store. There was a bunch of them on the, on the peg and it wasn't a big deal. And I picked it up and I walked out of the store with it. And I'm so excited that that's a thing. And I need to share that with everybody because when I was a kid, that was a thing that wasn't easy to do. Everybody had star Wars toys, but princess Leia was one that was hard to come by too. So there was never the girl one. You know, and that was the one I was the most interested in. So I feel I feel really good about this because mostly um, I feel like the the new Ghostbusters could have a new best friend. Um, I like if I was a kid right now, instead of back in the day, I would be really excited about the options available to me because there was a lot of angst at my house about how I wasn't really into Barbie dolls. 
because I was into Star Wars. So the compromise we made at my house was I got a Princess Leia, 12-inch Barbie doll-sized Princess Leia, and she just had a bunch of blonde friends. <laughs> so she's like, she's like the only brunette in a bunch of blonde friends. That's terrifying. No wonder well, she I became, think there was no wonder she became such a rebel. Yeah, no wonder she had a complex. <laughs> um, well, and and really, it was just because the, they were. My mom didn't know this, but they were all. She does now, but they were all playing Star Wars. You know, they were all just like you know more of the Imperial Senate, or they were her friends on Alderaan. You know, and like that was really like what was happening. And really, for my mom, it was just um, like. My daughter's not a complete weirdo. She plays with dolls when she's not reading books, and that was good enough. So I think we sort of both knew that that piece was pretty fragile, and so we, neither one of us messed with it that much. Um, so, yeah, like, to me, this is a really exciting development, um, and I also want to mention the DC Girls, or Girls of DC, DC Superhero Girls. I don't know what exactly the thing is, but uh, they're coming out with these... Um, Lego sets for for the DC heroes for the, DC, for the girls DC girl heroes yeah. that's fantastic yeah superhero well, girls maybe these are anyway two, it's gonna are, be awesome it is gonna be awesome I, I have mm-hmm. a I have a, I have a someone raising their hand in the room here it's rich so sorry for the interjection so yes uh, folks we were talking about uh, what was happening five <laughs> years ago and. Two of the people that were there, out of the four people who were there, who are here right now. So that's me and my brother Rich, um, and and he sends his, his best wishes to to Kelly specifically and to the entire podcast podcast audience by extension. <laughs> um, but um, we we want to thank you all for listening. We know we've been uh, away for a while, um, and uh, we we couldn't uh, let this go by. And in fact, Kelly was the one who said we cannot let this day go by without. Um, connecting and and letting you know something yeah without remarking upon it so um five years hard to believe raising a glass uh to to steve jobs and uh his family and to the larger family of uh apple fans and friends everywhere uh you know (laughs) slaint slaint i don't even know how it's pronounced it's one of those words y'all are awesome i'm just gonna go with that y'all are awesome and I can't imagine what my life would be like without all of the enabling technology. And there's a whole thing that goes into that, you know, because we've talked about it before. No, Kelly, just you. Um, and how the Internet eliminated that. Yep. And it makes me really happy. Yep. Can yep. make a joke. And whatever I put down, somebody's picking up. And that, like, that's the best thing about having the Internet. And I would be so much lonelier and my life would not be anywhere near as delightful and weird and hilarious and fulfilling as it is now because I have all of you. So thanks. Wow. Yeah. And, and I second that, um, in, in every regard unreservedly. Uh, so thank you all for joining us. This has been the after show. Uh, Kelly, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter as Verso. Um, depending on whether or not Dave Kalo and I have dared each other into a more regular blog posting contest or not, uh, you may be able to find me over at my website, kellycomont.com. 
And uh, you can occasionally hear me on other podcasts. I recently did an appearance on Mac Break Weekly. And you can sometimes hear me on the Mac Observer Daily Observations podcast with Jeff Gamet. And you can find me at Mike T. Rose. And you can occasionally hear me on other podcasts, including the British Tech Network's Mac Show, which I was on a couple weeks ago. And I will be on again, I think, uh, later in October. So I'm looking forward to that. I think Thursday, October 20th, if everything goes according to schedule. Um, and you can also uh, find the show at uh, the underscore after show on Twitter or at aftershowpodcast.com. Uh, we look forward to speaking to you again soon. Please do send us your feedback, your tweets, your comments, your suggestions, your recommendations. Uh, we will be back to a more normal, less morose and... Uh, and glum version of ourselves uh, shortly. But we thank you guys for bearing with us for this, and we bid you a very good night. Good night.